confidence in the Lord. Today I, I was saying, I only want to share with the communication today. And he gave me some brief exhortation that I've got to share with you. Now, when we got to this fellowship and they were giving testimony, this morning that I gave us part of my mouth, in my mind, I said, oh. Okay, so I gave you testimony. And then the Lord said, Well, that is exactly why He gave me this sermon today. Revelation chapter 3, verse 13. Give me Revelation chapter 3, verse 13. The title is going to be called Be Zealous. Be zealous for God. Verse 19 said, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So that's where we get the title, Be Zealous. And when I look back at our lives, where well, I'm just a young man, so you know, so a few years I'm talking about. When I look at my life, I said, how did we get to where we are? Believers, as believers now. We were born again, and somehow the Lord draws us towards Himself. It's actually the work of the Lord. He drives and draws you. The Lord Jesus said, no man can come unto me except the Father draws him. Yes, now we have to now say, how did he draw us closer to himself? What makes this man to be more zealous of God than this other guy? So I'm just going to share with you a brief thing, some of the brief things that we do or did in the days that we were growing in the faith of God. When you say be zealous, one of the first things you need to know is to get yourself into reading the Bible, scriptures. And they say, well, I go to church every Sunday. Right now, in our fellowship here, it has been reduced to almost just Sundays only. We have Wednesday and practically nobody will show up. Friday, practically nobody will show up. So then it almost becomes just Sunday to Sunday. So if it is Sunday to Sunday, that's not good enough. It's a desert, therefore. So to have the zeal, one of the things we are doing when we were in college, most likely that was what we were doing, just Sunday to Sunday. Go to church, they put a good sermon. But that was not what, that was not the only thing we were doing. Many of us dip our nose in the scriptures. Start being to show yourself approval to God, what the Bible says. So that means, between Sunday to the next Sunday, keep yourself studying the Bible. Well, not only to study the Bible, many other things that brought us up. Is what you will see in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Give me Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 10, it says, He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. And verse 11 says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for what purpose verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ 
So you can say those five ministries, ministries were given to the body of Christ, not to a local church. So then, one of the things we did, I remember when I was in college and I was born again, books, books from different evangelists, different ministries in America that some of the bread have, that I have ordered. I remember a brother that was my roommate in college. I was a believer, born again believer. He bought this book just came from America, from different evangelists. One of them is bigger than the Bible. And I said, what is that book? Well, I just got from America. Evangelist And I grabbed it. I was the first that started in this big book. Those are the things that gave us knowledge. And it boosted up from one level to the next level. So when the Bible said, he has put in the church, in the church, his body, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The only way you can get the administration of those ministries to help you to build up is by reading their books. They are not all in one local church. So I thank God that during those days I can brag and say, yes, I was the first person that pick up this big book and read through. I couldn't put it down. As I read that, after I sell my books, I want to go back to that big book, which is called the Seven, seven Church in the Seven Seeds from a major by evangelist in America. What am I saying? The same of what Bible says. As he said, study to show yourself approved unto God. Seek for those gems. Right now, it's even easier. You don't even need to, have, to, have, to order for these books. They are free on the internet, free on YouTube, free. This is how information age has brought the Lord closer to us. If you really want to grow, if you really want to grow, search for those ministries. They have so many sermons on the internet. I have found sermons on YouTube and listen to them. You don't even need to read now, you can listen to them and they will build you up. Those are some of the things that I went to point out when the Bible says, be zealous therefore and repent. That's one example, that's one of the things we have to do. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I want to read one quick verse there. Because remember, in, in, our, in this group in our this year, we have longed for the Lord to visit us. The Lord to show up. I remember a pastor always mentioned that we want the Lord to show up one of these days. And what does that mean, the Lord to show up? It's always there, you have to remember, God is always there. Where two or three are gathered together, He is I mean, there means. But what we were referring to was a manifest presence. Where signs and wonders are occurring, where the visions are breaking forth, where prophesying and interpretation of tongues are showing up. That people say God has showed up on that day. Yeah, but what is making this thing not to happen? What is making this thing not to happen? Not only in this fellowship, in many churches. I think the minister that was that used to manifest some of those things and in the 60s, in the 70s. And he said, he, he gives testimonies of how he will be ministering and the Holy Ghost just showed him something and he will tell and it was blessing people. 
Then he gave some examples. He said he would go to a church, he go from churches to churches wherever he was ministering. Saying, go to a church and practically nothing will happen. And he would go to another church where they actually supported him. They, for not, they, they gave a lot of money to his ministry. And he would fast longer, pray longer, forgot to manifest, and nothing happened. All they had is just preaching, teaching. Well, he would pray for the sick. But he was talking of this manifested glory of God showing up. And he said he would go to another church, particularly maybe one, a little brief. And then he went, he said he went unto God in prayer and fast. He said, Lord, that church. And we are talking of gospel evangelical churches, you know, evangelists, assemblies of God. Some people that are supporting him. He said, went to God in prayer and fasting, Lord, why? Because you cannot just turn this thing on or off by yourself, no matter how anointed you, unless it is the other spirit. The other spirit, the devils. They don't knock the door, they pray through. But God is a gentleman. He does not force himself off. He said, This minister said he went unto God in prayer and fasting, pointing out that that meaning, that place, he went there for three weeks preaching, teaching. No manifestation of the spirit. Why, Lord? He fasted long fast. He thought people thought if you pray them fast more, then God will show up. Say he fasted, but he will go to another place. Bam! The Lord will show up. You will see the glory come up. And he was giving this testimony of what he saw. What he was he was the one ministering. He said the Lord spoke to him after he had fasted some days. Say, Lord, the Lord said, Apostle Paul was writing to the church. To desire spiritual gifts, not just to one person, the church. He said, if they don't desire the spiritual gifts, Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He's not going to manifest anything. Well, he said, but I desire it, then what about the rest of the congregation? If they don't desire the spiritual gifts, it will manifest. That's why I'm going to Matthew chapter 5. Verse 6 said, this, and just looking, listening to some other people that have said the Lord showed up in their midst, what was the difference? What were they doing right? And this is the only thing they could point out. This is the only thing they were pointing out. Blessed are they which do what? Hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Amen? So that's the only thing they were pointing out. Amen. This is somebody on YouTube. They were describing how the Lord manifested in their midst, signs and wonders. And the man that was interviewing him said, "What? Can you tell us what is the difference? What are you doing right?" The only point they said is there was a passion in his heart, a hunger in his heart that seemed to fill the whole congregation. They wanted God, and they were praying for, and then God manifested. So maybe the hunger stuff. That's why they may be zealous. That's the word. Be zealous therefore. I talked to one person of the studio, body of believers. Be zealous therefore and repent. If you want these things to show up, you've got to be hungry and task for it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Apostle Paul. After he had given exhortation to the Corinthians, he said, Follow after charity, which is love, and desire spiritual gifts. And rather than you be prophet. So desire that hunger and task for it. 
really longing for it individually. Say, Lord, we, I want you to show up. I want you to manifest yourself. I want you to glorify yourself to me. Then God said, if the body of believers, not just the minister, the body, the group, the fellowship, if they are hunger and task for Him, say He will manifest. Praise the Lord. So we can only, the Apostle Paul said in another place, he said, provoke yourself unto what? Unto love and good works. We can only provoke one another that this is what we need to do as a body of believers. Seek for these things. Desire these spiritual gifts. And the Lord, we are asking this thing from, He can see our hearts and then He will show up when He wants to. Praise the Lord. Now I will go and tell a few brief things. After we say we want to discern these spiritual gifts, we want the Lord to show I mentioned one of the things we need to do to discern us is to take time to study, take time to search for the truth, take time to listen to those sermons from those evangelists, pastors, apostles. Well, so I don't know which of the apostles I'm talking about. I'm just talking about ministry gifts, not those who claim that the apostles did, that you can see now in my generation. I'm not talking about those. All those say, prophet or prophetess, that. I'm not talking about just if the Holy Ghost is leading you, just go and you see that the Lord will make you just enjoy the sermon of somebody or the writing of this somebody, of this minister. And if the Lord touches you, keep listening. Keep listening. That was how many of us were doing that. But you have no time to do those subs. No time to listen. Then you are going to be shushing. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, I just read the Bible. Apostle Paul wrote the book of the New Testament. Apostle Paul. Then you only know about Apostle Paul's revelation. But God has put apostles, prophets, Evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and up to today, God is even doing the same thing. So that's why I won't say, well, you only read the Bible, God will explain to you. Yes, God will do that. But He also says, put teachers in His body to explain some of these things. That's why we grow from. I was amazed when I listened to a minister that is pastor right now that I was just started listening more and more to what he has written, what he has spoken. And he will always refer to other earlier ministers of 1800. And this brother said, he didn't go to Bible college like we, many of us didn't go to Bible college, I don't know, anybody, any of our pastors say went to Bible college? We didn't go to Bible college. He said he didn't go to Bible college. But he said any Bible college that he could get their books, he would read it. And made himself, educate himself. That was how. And he always found the world this way, and he saw something in his children. That was how they were built up. You want to build yourself up in the faith? Go for all those Bible books of expository of the scriptures that you see. Right now, many of them, I can mention names. They say, oh, I've heard about that minister. I don't want this book. That's why I won't mention names. Because when we were in Nigeria, there were groups like that. They were saying, if you see the book of this man from America, burn it! And they make their people that are following them just shut off some ministration. But they say, let the Holy Ghost lead you. That's what I always tell people. If you are born again, the Holy Ghost is right in the living room. And it will lead you to all truth. That's what I always say. The Lord will lead you to all truth. But you must be hungry and thirst for these things. 
go forth and search for those books. They are all not just not only really books, they are now YouTube sounds, exhibitions on YouTube that you can listen to and they are free and you can you will be blessed. Praise the Lord. So I kept in mind that because that seems to be the major exhortation, the major way we grow up in the faith is by studying to show ourselves approved unto God. And like I was saying, if you say, well, I only read the Bible, there was a time some people say that I don't read books of the Bible, I just read the Bible. And the Lord reminded me and said, Do you know that Daniel the prophet? How many people have heard about Daniel the prophet? Let me see you. So you should have read that. Daniel the prophet, he didn't call himself a prophet. We are calling him prophet because of how God wrote some things to him. If you go to the book of Daniel chapter 9, you will see the man that we call Daniel the prophet also was reading the book of other prophets before him. That's what I'm talking about. Daniel the prophet. And he said he understood by books. And I even mentioned the name of the book that he read. Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. This is Daniel writing his own memoir. Saying the first year of the reign of Darius. I, Daniel, understood by books. He didn't say, I just got it from the Lord. He said, by books. He studied somebody else's book. Understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to who? Jeremiah the prophet. So that's what I'm saying. You've got to take time to seek for those other. And God is not done with Jeremiah and all the old time prophets that you can see. But that was not the end of it all. God is still going forward. That is, there are still prophets and evangelists and ministers in his generation. And many of them, they are men that proclaim to be the instant. That's why I said, let the Holy Ghost lead you. And if he lead you to the one that you say, well, I just enjoy. Someone says, why are you always listening to this brother? I enjoy his edifying me. Why are you always listening to that brother? Because he's edifying you. Why do you always read this man's book? Because that's you. there may be other people that are attracted to this ministry. Fine, they are taking place there. That's fine. Other addresses because everybody is presenting it the way the Lord has revealed to them. And just like our brain is different, capacity, different potential, you may enjoy this one, that one may enjoy that one, and that one may be pleasant. That's why God has so many ministers to keep feeding the flock. Think of the natural human life. You take all these sheep. All the sheep. You have a flock of sheep and you take them to the grass. Why didn't they just line up and say, I only want to eat this particular grass, I don't want this grass and that grass. No, they all, they all, they all, they all just start to death. They all spread and this one is eating that grass, but they also eat that grass, you know, this grass. Praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody will pick whichever is nourishing you, so just pick whatever is nourishing you, that's what I'm saying. But the most important thing is, hunger and task for righteousness, and you will fail. Praise the Lord. Now. I want to point to some things that when you begin to hunger and task for righteousness and you are fed and the Lord begins to manifest in you and glorify his name through you, I want to point to some things that you have to be aware of. Signs and wonders is what we say we want to see also. We want the Lord to show up. Great things to happen in our midst. 
Science and wonders. God uses those signs and wonders only to draw attention to His word. After He has drawn the attention, I want to just quickly summarize. There are some types of attention, different types of attention. Signs and wonders we draw can draw and always draw evil attentions. What do I mean by evil attentions? Take for example, when the Lord Jesus Christ started performing signs and wonders, the Pharisees came by because of the signs and wonders. They came by to size him up. It's a evil attention. They didn't come there to listen to him, the Pharisees. They were looking for forms. Forms. See, so what is he doing wrong? They are not going to try to say, how did he take this power so that we can get him? That was not their money. They came by to look for, what is this man where they can tell him to go away from him? So those are evil attentions. That's also we have got. I've seen places where revival broke up in congregations and it will draw attention and that's what some people are not we are not being educated around that, we have to be careful of what you desire and we pray that this is how the Lord gave me that part of this exercise can you guys handle attention he told me that many, 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 almost a year ago can you handle attention I said what does that mean because when they find and wonders they are followed by attention if there is no miracle happening in your midst, there will be no attention. Suppose God break up and there is a fire and people come from different churches and they start filling up this place, they want to see what's going on. Can you earn your attention? Think about that. Are you prepared for attention? Because those are the things sometimes the Lord will, the reason why the Lord will give me some, some, some of those type of somebody is because He's preparing us for something. Don't think God is done yet. But say He wants to be ready so that you don't stumble like the other people stumbled in the past. Many ministries stumble in the past. Many churches stumble in the past. Because when the attention came, let's give an example from the scriptures. Remember the story of 2 Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings chapter 13. The man of God from Judah. How many people remember the story of this man of God that was eaten by lions? Anybody read it? Because I don't want to go through the whole story. There was this man of God. The Bible just called him man of God. They didn't mention his name. He was not prophet. This that everybody knew. But God sent him to go and confront an idol worshipping king. And he came by when he decided what he did, Jerusalem was watching the man, making an altar sacrifice on the altar that the man king made by himself. And told the people that don't go to Jerusalem anymore. He's our own God right here. This man of God from Peter came by, stood right there with everybody, and said, Don't say the Lord to the altar. And what he prophesied prophesied and said, This altar is going to rent. The hand is going to fall down. The king looked and said, Arrest him. The hand of the king was shrunk. That was a science and wonder. No, and this man of God, and the king said, Oh, okay, pray to your God to restore my hand. And this man of God said, Lord, help. His hand was restored. Science and wonder. No, and the king said, Okay, come with me, I will give you gifts. He said, No. 
That seems to be his own road, walking the right way. But you see, it had, it's already drawn attention to this man of God. That attention that killed him. He never got home. Because if those signs didn't happen, there would be no story to tell. He wouldn't have run to the old prophet that was a monster in the last city that heard about a man of God came from here. He was a really? Which way did he go? Asking his son. He went that way. And this evil prophet, evil prophet, followed him, drawing evil attention, and was able to turn him back to offend God. Well, if you don't know the story, go and read Second Kings chapter thirteen. So, what am I trying to point out? I'm saying, be mindful. Signs are what will draw attention. Then can you handle attention? That's one of the things the Lord pointed out to me as I was preparing another sermon. Can we handle attention? Even in our group here, little group here. If attention begins to come, and people and you say, well, let me give something that flashed to my mind. I said, suppose it might be revival comes and people are flocking this place, this place is full. Leverestos and so from this social church is now coming to visit you guys. Now people say, well, you see, Leverestos and so. Now they, perhaps they want him to talk. <laughs> is that not, you don't know what spirit is coming from. People can begin to show what they call it respectability. Science and wonders will draw attention. It will draw evil attention. I'll just give you one example of this man of God from Judah. If he has not done science and wonders, he will see their lives break on that after that day. But he didn't he didn't live beyond that day because he draws the enemy to fire direct at him and he couldn't stand. So that's why I said when we say we want the Lord to manifest signs and wonders, we have to also remember. They even attack the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give another type of evil attention that we are called. Remember the story of the Pharisees? They came just to look for force with Jesus. And they found some of them say, well, this man is doing wonders. Look at what his disciples are doing. They are eating without washing their hands. Of course, all those attacks never rub off on Jesus. Praise God. Do you also know that in this America here, in this America, I've listened to some of those from, from the uh, testimonies of people on YouTube that have given testimony. Some satanic worshippers, satanic worshippers, have been sent to churches. And one of them was testifying how they were. Our so they have a satanic worship churches and groups in this America. Something you don't see in Africa or they never forget to These people said they will send up to plant a, a person to bring down other the ministry or bring down the pastor to cause a fight among them. How do you guys do it? Oh, and the woman give testimonies how they do it. I said they are satanic worshippers and then the first person they said couldn't do it is send reinforcement. And this is not something we hear in Nigeria, this is something we are hearing in America. So what is that? If attention will be drawn only when signs and wonders are occurring or revival that we are seeing. And how are we guiding ourselves against those things? Because they will surely come. If God manifests, God does not send them away. God let them come. God let them come. That's why he's building you and me up to be prepared for this. If we are going to expect God to manifest. Otherwise we show up one day and just not show up anymore. 
that's all you want to show one day. Revival and then it's all God because the devil comes in and put up the fire. That's what it really means when we say it's drawing attention. The devil comes in and put up the fire with his outfit and fire is done. Not that he put up, but he didn't put up God, but he put up the fire that we are trying to fight. You believe us. We don't want that to happen. So, but see, people attention, we need to be aware of this and prepare ourselves with the word of God. What do we do if situation like this occur? What do we do? How do we handle situation like that? Praise the Lord. Another attention that is dangerous, just as dangerous, is attention of praise. We all know that. That is, when signs and wonders are occurring, a ministry is elevated, a minister is exalted, people are flocking in to, to listen to the fellow. Pride can follow. Pride. Sheer leading, that's what you call it, that's what I mean. I don't mean the kind of thing is pride. I'm talking of when people are now sharing, sheer leaders. The sheer leaders. You know what happened in John chapter 6? Gospel of John chapter 6. The story of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the King of Kings. He got from heaven. You see, well, he doesn't need to worry about that. He worried about it. He just multiplied bread and filled 5,000 and they were on the rubber houses. They were this is what I was waiting for. This is him. And what were they planning? Let's make him king. We must make him king. And the Lord will see the rubber houses already making plan. The kingmakers, we call it the kingmakers, they're already planning. What did the Lord do? He withdrew himself to the mountain. He told the apostles, I'm going to the mountain. When you see me, just go. Just go onto the boat and go to the other side. I'll meet you on the other side. While these people are planning, this is what they're going to do. Some of you are going to announce it. And they are all strategizing how they're going to make him king and pronounce him to be king. The Romans will not dare come against this man that is performing wonders. The Lord was gone, went to the mountain, stayed there all after all. They were waiting for him until all this excitement cooled down. That was how the Lord avoided these kingmakers. So if God Himself, that created everyone, knows that attention grabbers, attention will be drawn, evil attention, the devil will step in trying to put out the fire, make him king. So that all these things we blow over, whatever you call it, or you backfire in the world. But the Lord knows about it, he just withdraws himself in John chapter 6. Because he will not take the glory. He knows that he owns everything. And yet, he is more or less avoided to be made king. And many people fall into that in our generation. I'm talking about things that are happening in our generation. We have had a prophet after they were. Signs of others are praying now they were. They are servants of the age, 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 Come and do these things. Are we ready for attention? But what will be the solution as I wrap it up? What will be the solution? First epistle of John, chapter 2. Now, this is for everybody, not just for the leaders of the congregation, not just for the ministers. Because you think, well, it's what I'm talking to the pastors. 
No, it's for everybody, even the young person, the newcomer. God is saying you also should desire spiritual gifts. Everybody should desire these spiritual gifts. And when you desire these spiritual gifts, God will give it. But these things attract the eyes of the devil. It attracts the eyes. And the Think of the military, the army that we are around in the world. If there is some great things happening over there, the enemy throwing their weapons towards that place. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. That is the attention I'm talking about. It draws the attention of the big guns of the devil towards this place. And these are people that are giving us trouble and they begin to shoot. And that was what this testimony of those people that are calling themselves satanic worshippers. They gave the testimony. When they see a ministry that is effective, and it's bordering their spiritual world. That's where they zero in. I mean, they zero in. The same with Allah. This is a warning to many of us that don't realize what sometimes happens. When you, even a single person, if you are effective in your prayer life, you, as a minister, will you are praying every night. You think the devil just say, oh yeah, leave that brother this, you know. If you are bordering him, if your prayer is effective, your prayer is turning things around in some parts of the world. The devil is zeroing his weapon at you. At your family. Husband and wife started fighting. What do you think is not to see? The weapon of the enemy. Oh no, it's that problem. It just comes to me. Oh, it's my wife. No. Know where the enemy is coming from. Know the enemy you are fighting. Say we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You are not wrestling against man or woman or your brother or your sister or your wife or your spouse. But if you don't recognize it, you will be blaming your wife. You will be blaming your husband. And they will not say, I got them. Because when they are fighting in the house, their prayer cannot be effective. Their prayer will not be making any noise away. That's why I don't pray. And if you are not praying, you are not a believer. Nothing. And you are not effective. Somebody to try to avoid trouble. Well, I just avoid trouble. I'm just sitting by myself. There were some people that said a, 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 a person that went to heaven, he never did anything for the gospel. He did anything for the Lord. He was born again, but he did nothing. You wonder, well, how will God characterize the person? I don't know. And there was a story that when the man finally was. Somebody met him in the vision and said, he said he was almost being sent to hell. They said, God should mercy upon him. That was the man's testimony. Did nothing for the Lord. Some people try to avoid trouble. I will just not pray. I just mind my own business. I don't bother the devil. They won't bother me. Oh, okay. That's the kind of Christian you want. You mind the knocking the door of hell. Or buying the green or something in there. But it is where you are for Jesus. All out. Not just because you want to be hero. But just to be a believer, you've got to stand for righteousness. Because that's what he said. He said the least in his kingdom will be what? Will be greater than John the Baptist. Why did he say that? The least in the kingdom of God, Christ said, will be greater than John the Baptist. You know what happened to John the Baptist? He stood against error and he called himself off. And Christ said, well, that's just the least. Which means, and he told everybody that's following me, if you want to follow me, and you don't forsake all, hate even your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, everybody, they carry your cross, 
And follow me, say, you cannot be my disciple. What else? Carry your cross. Carry your cross means, say, death sentence. That's what it really is. This is death sentence. They have already condemned the Messiah. That's why he's carrying his cross to go and be crucified. So he said, that is how it is. I just gave it to you. I just brought me back. You don't brought me back to that testimony I gave. Many of you that are not here, you miss that testimony. Or when I was in Africa and I went and confronted the, the I confronted many people in Africa. But that was not was confronting these people that are doing ritualistic worship. That's the one thing I do. Kidnappers and killing people, and they are not just some hoodlums. They were sent by these chiefs of the city. That's why the police couldn't do anything. But the Lord sent me to confront them. Why they will kill you? I was warm. They would just kill you. In fact, I don't know anybody that was in that battle those days that when I come to the meet and give testimony, somebody rose up in the congregation and said, They will just kill you. Who told you to go and confront you there? In the congregation. Among the brethren. Somebody rose up. I knew who was speaking through that brother on that day, not him. The same enemy you are talking about. So, but what I'm saying is, Christ said, You must be ready to lay down your life. That's what I'm trying to point to you. That's why he said, carry your cross and follow me. If it ended there, it will be crucified, then so be it. But then when you carry your cross and follow him, then he will rise up and say, well, nobody can kill you this one. So that is what the Lord always said. He said, but you must be ready to forsake all. Like children, Major can let you go forsake all. Like Daniel, they were determined to die for this their cause. They were determined to die for their cause. That is the be zealous that God is talking about. Be zealous therefore and Be zealous. We have to be zealous for righteousness. Be zealous for the things of God. And I say, how do you get zealous? Really study to show yourself approved to God. And the Lord will lead you to all those exhortations. When I came to this country many years, and I've read all of this, I look like she Lord. I'm not getting anything anymore. I've read the book of this part, this one. Identified by this, and I seem to come to this statement. Stand still, no more progressing. You know what he wrote? He showed to me in a vision. He said, The Apostolic Fathers. The book of the Apostolic Fathers. There's a book called The Apostolic Fathers. So I went and searched and I saw, oh, there's a book called the Apostolic Fathers. And I went and bought it. I started reading it. You don't see those type of books in there. Why, why will not show me that? This is a go and read Paul more or go and read Second Corinthians more. You know, there are some other things he has revealed to other people that you perhaps can get from. And when I saw that, they said some people come to Eusebius. Who ever heard about Eusebius? Maybe they studied in the seminar. But Eusebius, you know, the epistle of Anamas. Anamas? You don't see that thing. Those are all the people that are part of the apostle of Anamas. If the Lord led me to it, there must be some gems I could get from there. And I started reading some of the books of what I read in it. Oh, and when you notice, I saw another book there. They said uh, the, the, the shepherd of Hamas. And the shepherd of Hamas. Who is this Hamas? You know, Hamas is in the Bible. I was about to talk about him. Hamas visited you. People that were coming after Apostle Paul. After the Apostles went to there are other people they kept preaching and we got kept reading some more. So Lord said, I can get something from them. And I went and write some of those things, Apostle first. So what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying go and get this book. I'm saying keep searching. 
God said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. Amen? If we see to it that you are filled, that you have to be what? Be zealous. Seek for these gifts. Desire spiritual gifts, like Apostle said it. Like I said, First John chapter 2, verse 17, in summarizing what we have talked so far, that even after you are zealous, after you are growing in grace, and the Lord is giving you all this spiritual revelation, because that's all you are going to get from all those things, but he said faith comes by hearing. When you hear, your faith boosts up. And with faith, then you can do exploits like we just talked about it yesterday. Faith will do these exploits. But faith comes by hearing. And this is how you hear. When you read it, sometimes you hear it. So Sunday to Sunday, medicine is not enough. You've got to do something on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, along with living for Christ, study. Look for all those exhortations. Listen to them, perhaps if they are just sermons that are still audio. And you will be blessed. In First John chapter 2, like I said, after you have been blessed, the enemy can begin to see that you are becoming effective. Maybe you are, I'm not a minister, but you are intercessor. You are praying for people. You are praying for your family. You are praying for nations. Now you become a target for the enemy. Don't say, oh, I don't want to go that direction. Better go that direction because that's how God builds you up. That is how God builds you up. I can give testimonies, personal testimonies, because when you are facing the like I gave that one, I said, you know, said, yeah, come, and I make my right. The Lord opened my eyes, and I saw the angel came down. That is, he opening my eyes to see it. It's always the only time, but that angel coming down in the sky and standing above my head just gave me more boost. Confidence, I became confident that no, they wanted to kill me right there, no, they wouldn't be able because they can't kill the, the angel of God that's defending me. So that's what I'm saying. When you are standing like this, then, then God showed up. Jacob, Michael, and Benno, when they were ready to die, then God showed up in the fire. Daniel refused to bow and say, I will keep on praying and trying to land them. Then God showed up in the life of them. So that's what I'm saying. When you are ready to begin to do those things and you are saying, yes, I'm going for Jesus. I'm all for Jesus. And your prayer becomes to be effective. But when you do some of these things I pointed out, to be zealous, your prayer becomes effective. Then you become a target for them. Don't be afraid of that. Because that will build you up. In fact, that's how you build your muscle. By exercising it. Amen? Praise the Lord. And when all those things are taking place, this is how you want to avoid the evil attention by dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Chapter 2 of 1 John, let me read verse 15 and to 17. That's how I'm going to wrap it up. 1 John chapter 2. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What do you mean by loving the world? Well, if you love your life, you will not do what I'm trying to do. I mean, you don't want the devil to attack you. You're already loving your life. That's loving the world. Say that the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, we always use it for sins. The loss of the eyes and the pride of life. See, they are not of the Father, but they are of the world. So, that is something you first have to raise. I'm going to go all in for the Father. If 
you are loving your life, then you move ready to give that life for Jesus. You are free. So that's loving the world. And all the things that are attracting, that's all the first thing. The one I said, the devil is zero in our people. People think of the devil is going to bring sickness, disease. Oh, that will be the outcome of the first thing he shoots is sin. That's what the devil tries to shoot. He first tries to shoot the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, the pride of life. One kind of those stick. What is pride of life? Show me. When all of those begin to stick, then it's opened up for sickness and diseases and so When they are fighting in the household, your prayer is no more effective. Then it's opened up for them to do divorce or do any other damage to the household. So that is why he said, This is how you are going to keep yourself. Loving not the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And when you are not loving the world, then you will be dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's stand up to our feet. Let's stand up to our feet. Psalm 91 gave us that. And you, when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you will be abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. So dwell in that secret place of the Most High by serving the Word of God, by talking to the Father and living right for Him, then you will be abiding over the shadow. Just talk to the Lord, just pray that and talk to the Father yourself. Talk to Him as the Lord. I have heard that I should be zealous for more, more of the things of God. Father, help me to be zealous. Quicken my spirit, quicken my heart, Lord, so that I will not be lazy, so that I will study to show myself a people to God, so that I will not love my life. Say that they that love it, they love not their life unto the death. It's what the Bible said, they that overcame the dragon. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and one more thing. They locked down their lives unto the dead. Because we are certain of whom we are following. All those apostles, they gave their life for this thing because they were so sure of it. So, thank the, thank the Lord. I just talked to him and said, Lord, help me. I want to be zealous for you. So, quicken my spirit. And the Lord will do it. Father, we pray, Lord. We just pray, Lord, for everybody here, Lord. Help us not to be zealous for you. Because you actually gave us a warning in that Revelation chapter 3. Say, if you are neither cold nor hot, I will spoon you out of my mouth. So that's why I say we should be so Help us not to be exactly how you want us to be hot for Jesus. Not cold and not lukewarm in the name of our Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come over. As they sing some songs of praise, 